Legends of Wasteland City is a post-apocalyptic anthology series and may contain references to drugs, sex, and violence, along with the occasional vulgarity. You've been warned. Asylum or Asylum from Rabbit Asylum. They caught us. And here we are, stuck in a cell, waiting to die like the rest of these freaks. The way they looked at us on the way down, their eyes were full of anguish and venom. I'd hate to lock horns with one of them. Actually, I bet Karis would have a blast. But both Karis and Kerberos are dormant at the moment. At times like these, I find it easiest to process if I suppress their voices and just think by myself for a bit. After all, I'm in the most control when I am only Cage. Kerberos is weak with trust and desires companionship too much. She's managed to stay so innocent, even through all the hardships we've gone through. On the other hand, Karis is spiteful and willing to attack at any moment. She lacks discipline and self-control. But she is fierce, and no man or woman can stop her when she has her mind set to something. That's how we got in this horrible place. But that's a story for another time. Now to try and get out. I can hear the news faintly from the guard's radio. There have been more attacks. Soon, the poison of this war will spread here in this hellhole of a desert. I can tell they're anxious. And from the sounds of their whispering, they're gonna run. Their type always acting like proud macho men treating their prisoners like torture pets. But really, they're just scared little boys. Well, run, rabbit, run. Your sins will catch up to you soon enough. It's been six days in this dark and musty place. I'm longing for the sun and some companionship. I've suppressed Kerberos and Karis for too long, but I can feel them when I concentrate. They aren't going to be happy with me when this is over. If it ever ends. This place is hard to crack. I have escaped from every penitentiary from the Emerald Isle to California. Now they come up with this shit. From what I could tell when they brought me in, there's a surface structure posing as some government building. But when they took me into the lift system, we went deep underground. These walls are thick, and the gates are all wired to the main hub electronically. We're not going to get out of here. Not unless a miracle happens.
We're losing track of time. Kerberos and Karis have not stopped talking since I stopped trying to suppress them. On one hand, it's nice to have some noise to wash out the eerie silence of this place. But on the other hand, I'm starting to consider some of their ideas. And that's just crazy, even for someone as fucked up as me. Hopefully this all ends soon. The guards are even more jumpy and on edge. The end is near. I can feel it. Not sure what time it is. The whole world just shook. The bombs have hit us. The guards are either dead or have abandoned us here. Didn't really expect more or less from them, anyway. The others are screaming for answers, for help, for a way out. They're all gonna die here. Why can't they just accept that like we have? We must have dozed off. Don't know if we're imagining things or not, but it seems like the voices are louder and there's someone outside my cell door. Movement. It's subtle, but someone is hiding in the shadows of the hallway. All the guards must not have left after all. I wonder if he knows what his next move is. Kerberos has always been good with coercion. Maybe I'll let her have her way with him. See if she can get us out of this with all her sweet nothings and cherry on top bullshit. I decide to take the risk. Approach the cell bars. I need to get a better look at the shadowy figure. Just as we move to approach, a Cheshire grin creeps across the man's face and he moves toward my cell. Karis is suddenly violently on edge. That's no guard. Who is this man? Karis says. More importantly... What is he going to do with us? Kerberos chimes in. I hear keys jingling as he gets closer. Is he letting us out or himself in? The smell of the metallic air around him hits me first, and I recognize the old familiar scent. There's no fear in this man, only anger and bloodlust. His determined steps indicate that he's already made up his mind about us and the hairs stand on our necks with realization. He wants our blood, but it's not gonna come easy. A quick scan of the room to take inventory. There's nothing here we can use to fight with. Teeth and claws it is. We take a stand, prepared for anything. As he gets to the door and places the key in the lock, a small growl escapes from Karis, and he pauses for just a second before he cocks his head and chuckles. <laughs> then turns the key and walks back down the hallway into the darkness. We stand there for a moment, frozen from a combination of shock and anticipation. Then a voice echoes down the hallway. Are you coming or not? Hell yeah, we're coming. Not a bad sight, Kiris tells me as we follow him down the corridor. I think we'll stick around for a bit and see what sort of mischief we can get into. He reaches the end of the row and purposefully turns onto the next cell block. We follow him cautiously around the corner, when suddenly he halts and crouches down, glancing back at me indicating I should do the same. 
Slowly, I inch toward where he's at and see what has caught his attention. What can only be described as a creature sits with its back turned to us. We sit here silently as I watch him assess the situation. Then, as suddenly as he stopped, he approaches the door and unlocks the creature. At the sound of the gate swinging open, the creature is up and on him and he doesn't flinch. He's ready for the fight. Instantly the mood changes and they're in a cloud of fury, fist to fist, tooth to tooth, claw to claw. They both know how to handle themselves. It's not going to be an easy win. I hope this one survives. There's just something about him. I continue to watch as they scuffle between themselves for what feels like an eternity. Then, as suddenly as it began, he emerges victorious with a new streak of blood on his tattered clothes. It took days for us to go through all the cell blocks. He always took the lead, giving us a feeling of protectiveness that we never had before. He was fair and just in his actions. Each person made their own choice, join or fight. Those that fought him always lost. He could have left us here to die, but he gave us a chance and now we follow him without question. Loyalty means a lot to him and we've proven ourselves in that. It took a bit for us to gain his trust, but I think we might have finally weaseled our way into his heart. We don't have much in this world, but we now have this makeshift family. This... rabbit asylum. <laughs> asylum or Asylum was written by Casey Cabral and adapted for audio by Mike Makeshift Darling. Edited by Makeshift. Cage, Kiris, and Kerberos was played by Lauren Harding. Patient Zero was voiced by Kaylin Chase. Additional voices performed by Jay Preston, Megan Hensley, and Makeshift. Audio engineering by Mallory Trinnell. Special thanks to Casey Roberts, aka Zero, for submitting the story. If you have a story that you think would be a good addition to the show, submit it at theapocpost at gmail.com for consideration. Stick around after the break for more about today's story. In the wasteland, you no get radiation. Radiation get you. But you can build your tolerance with concentrated formulas today. Dr. Prepper Labs is developed concentrated formula therapy. We can help build up your tolerance to those pesky ionizing particles with gradual healthy doses of X-rays, gamma rays, and quasi-stable ionizing particle exposures. Dr. Prepper, your particle accelerator. Dr. Prepper may not be available in your area due to, well, even the most basic health regulations. But you can still get a Dr. Prepper propaganda poster in the Apocalypse Outpost merch store. Link in the show notes.
It's been a long time since you could just go down to your local drugstore and get yourself a brand new pocket-sized tube of lip-saving chapstick. If your lips have turned into crunchy sandstone like mine used to be, pick up a vial of Eli's Cat Oil Lip Balm. Every batch of Eli's Cat Oil Lip Balm comes from organic, free-range, wild-caught cats. And don't worry, these aren't your little cuddly kittens. They're the kind that would eat you for dinner if given half the chance. Eli's Cat Oil Lip Balm, because it's all we got. Hello Survivors, Makeshift here. Thanks again for tuning in to the Legends of Wasteland City here on the Apocalypse Post. I had a lot of fun with this one. Let's see, where do I even start? This was a story from Rabbit Asylum, one of my favorite new tribes at Wasteland Weekend. You've heard it on the show before. They do this cool thing where they are asylum escapees and they have this whole like rock and roll persona, but they're all running around in sleeveless straight jackets, that kind of thing. They were a really good time. They played a lot of games with us at Wasteland this year. My tribe, the Dukes of the Nuke, were constantly over at their camp trying to steal their relics. These are the marked special things that some tribes have that you are actually allowed to steal. And then you can, either barter them or uh, get a bounty or try to sell them back to the tribe because they're always willing to, to buy back their things. Of course, most of the time, Rabbit Asylum just stole their stuff back. So that was a lot of fun. I get to hang around with Zero, who uh, is also known as Casey in the real world. And uh, he was just so much fun. I, I literally walked over to him at one point and I was like, uh, we are having so much fun playing with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And um, of course, he was saying the exact same thing, that they were having a good time having the Dukes of the Duke come raid their camp, you know, a few times a night, which was really, really fun. So this one was voiced by my friend, Lauren Harding. And I've mentioned her before. She is a singer with the group Crimson Calamity. I've done a bunch of their music videos. I've been working with them for years. Their music is really amazing. They do this harmonic duo outlaw country kind of thing each one of their albums they changed their sound up a little bit i think they've had some really amazing progression over the years like i said a couple episodes ago lauren she grew up right near where i grew up in southeastern massachusetts and her high school came to see my college play years before we met which was pretty wild and then we ended up in the same building in los angeles and of course years later we both moved to nashville around the same time which is pretty cool. But I said, hey, you used to do a whole bunch of acting. Are you willing to do some voice work for me for the show? And she, of course, jumped at it and uh, absolutely crushed it. I thought she did an amazing job, especially since, you know, she's not a professional voiceover actor, although she does spend quite a bit of time in front of a mic. Overall, I'm super happy with her performance. And it was amazing to be able to sit in their studio in the RCA building here in Nashville. You know, uh, everyone knows RCA Studio B. It's super famous. We weren't in B, but we were in that building. So still really cool. A lot of great energy in that place. And special thanks to Mallory Turnell, uh, the other member of Crimson Calamity, for uh, actually engineering the audio. She did all the recording for me on this one, which was a super big help because then I could just concentrate on uh, working with Lauren, which was such a treat. Caitlin Chase, who played Patient Zero, actually toured with Corn back in the day. Some of you might know him as the White Rabbit uh, because he is albino and uh, mostly blind, legally blind, but he can still make his way around. He was also the lead singer in Vimic with Joey Jordison, who was a founding member of Slipknot, who also unfortunately died last year. But um, Kalen's now working on some original music under his own name. So if you like apocalyptic anthems and polyphonic doom ballads, I think that might be right up your alley. You should definitely check him out at kalenchase.com. That's K-A-L-E-N-C-H-A-S-E.com. And check out the music video for his song, Happy, which yours truly shot and edited. 
Jay and Megan of theboothofus.com are back. They helped out with some of the voices for the patients, some of those background voices that were agonizing and questioning, uh, you know, what what was going to happen next after the bombs fell. So thank you once again, Jay and Megan, for stepping up and sending me some very fast tracks. I mean, within hours, I think <laughs> they sent me some stuff because I was listening back to the track and I was like, oh, man, you know, it's just not really filling out. I, I need some specific lines for these characters to be saying in the background. And uh, they did a great job. So thanks so much. In real world news, the creators of Wasteland Weekend are throwing an all new festival. Finally, after several years of cancellations due to COVID, it happens in a few weeks. It's called Neotropolis uh, and it is a cyberpunk festival. Unfortunately, I won't be going to this one, but for all of you who are, have an awesome time. Uh, hopefully I can make it again in the future, but um, I believe Neotropolis.com is where to look for that. Uh, or maybe WastelandWeekend.com could link you over. Along with that, we're coming into the spring festival season. Aftermath, Atomic Falls, Nuclanta, Apox East, Detonation are all gearing up for their spring events. Which, by the way, there's a really great resource out there. Check out postapocevents.com. So P-O-S-T-A-P-O-C-E-V-E-N-T-S.com for all info about these festivals. It's run by Wasteland Weekend co-creator Carl Bartoszynski. He reaches out to everybody, always you know, has the most up-to-date information on these festivals, which is really great. He also helped me put together the post-apocalypse events map a few years ago. I think that came out in 2019, 2018. And we are definitely due for an update on that. So um, <laughs> I'll see if I can get my mapping skills brushed off. I mentioned a few episodes ago that I would finally be diving into the newest Metro game, and I have. I, I actually found some time to, to get in there. Uh, it's called Exodus, and, well, it is everything that I was hoping for. It's dark. It's tons of fun to play. It's a little scary, and it has a great storyline from what I've seen so far. I've got a lot further to go in it, though. I now have those punk makeshift shirts that were on presale. They're no longer on presale. I actually have them. They're in the store. They were designed by the absolutely incredible Critical Biggs, who sent me a picture of him wearing his. It's available in the Apocalypse Outpost along with the brand new product uh, inspired by a fake commercial I made just a few weeks ago for Eli's Cat Oil Lip Balm. Don't worry, it's not actually cat oil, but it is really great. And it's made of some amazing ingredients like shea butter and cocoa butter and vitamin E. And it's based in soybean oil and beeswax instead of petroleum, like, you know, good old fashioned uh, chapstick. Right now I've got three flavors available. It's the original unflavored, which still has a little bit of flavor due to that like shea and cocoa in there. Also cherry and peppermint, two very popular flavors. I'm going to work on getting some more flavors. I just want to see how these do so far. So uh, if you're interested, buy them. They'll be great for, you know, bringing to the festivals with you or just throwing in your pocket and they come in this cool little sliding tin. So it doesn't look like a, your typical chapstick. Instead, it, it looks like it could totally be just a, a, a little tin can for you to collect your cat oil in you know, as you're hunting cats. <laughs> uh, oh, and by the way, for the store, I realized that the shipping was maybe a little too much for everyone, um, especially, you know, damn it, Amazon. So now I'm just going to offer $1.99 flat shipping on the entire store. No matter what you buy, it'll be $1.99 flat shipping. So make sure you check it out at the site. And if you're enjoying the show and want to help support the creation of more episodes just like this and more content and more post-apocalypse stuff, please consider joining our Patreon at any level. And you'll get early access to everything we create, along with a discount to the Apocalypse Outpost and every now and then um, some stuff that's just for you as patrons. You can check that out at patreon.com slash the Apocalypse Post. And by the way, all the links are, of course, down in the show notes. And lastly, I am looking for more stories for the show. 
So if you've got a post-apocalypse story and want to hear it come to life, send it in. These don't necessarily have to be wasteland related. They can be kind of anything post-apocalypse. I'm sure we'll be mixing in more stories as we go along. Uh, I do like the idea that, you know, sometimes they'll intersect. So Wastelanders, I'm looking for you. But honestly, any story that is post-apocalyptic, I would love to read it and see if it would be a fit for the show. So send them in. And that is it, survivors. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the standalone episode from Rabbit Asylum. Don't forget, in a couple weeks, I'll be starting my original story that is based around the Dukes of the Nuke. That's my tribe that we saw weekend. And it is an epic story. I don't know how many episodes are going to be part of this season, but uh, I've written 10 so far. So... I think it's probably about the first eight will be part of this season, give or take. So uh, strap in because it's going to be a long one. So make sure you stay tuned by subscribing wherever you're listening. Leave a comment or a rating if you can. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your friends. That's the best thing you can do. But if you hated it, send it to your enemies in a fist of cuffs cloud of fury. I'll see you next time, survivors. Stay alive. Ten days, ten days, ten days, ten days.